You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Rest Days. I am one of your hosts, Lauren Lavelle, here with my co-host. I am Maria <laughs> Sylvester Terry. Nice to be here with you. I'm, stare- I'm just staring, <laughs> just waiting for you to talk. Like, oh, I, dramatic pause. Yes, I delivered that just yes, for you. I, yes, am, I didn't mean to effect. stress you out. Okay, no, no sipping, no sipping and burping. Anyway, we're here with... <laughs> With our final episode of this season, right? That's what we're calling this. And this episode is all about stress and nutrition and exercise. We're calling it Why You Stress In. And we're going to tell you all about the different types of stress. But before we do that, we have our regular, regular housekeeping. We are going to be having a special event for our patrons on our Patreon. It's not too late to join. You can join and be part of this special event. We're just going to have a little Q&A. Um, what day are we doing this and what time, Maria? Yeah, we're doing this Thursday, March 30th at 530 Central Time. It's about 45 minutes. We'd love to have you. Just open up your phone, listen. You can chime in as needed as you'd like while you're making dinner, while you're getting things situated in your house, getting in from work, maybe on your commute home from work. Um, We are excited to have this community of folks who are such dedicated listeners and also um, are sometimes providing the ideas, right? The content behind rest days. So we are pumped to answer your questions. It can be from anything this season or beyond Uh, anything at all. We're excited to, to have you. And we hope that if you've been thinking about joining, this is a really fun time to join the Patreon. Yes. So if you're hearing this before March 30th, 2023, you still have time to join and become a patron. And I'm probably going to like attempt to fold laundry or something like that'll be what I do during the time. Okay, I love that. Maybe I'll do the same. Commit. We're going to commit to that. But before (laughs) we get into the stress in, before we have a little fun, we have to address the clickbait heard around the world, which is is, no one's surprised about the goop queen herself. Mm, GP, Gwenny Gwenny. We are here to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and we like, I mean... All I said was that this was this should be the clickbait. We really haven't discussed any further. Like, no. where where to start? <laughs> and y'all, in classic clickbait form, we have not discussed it before getting here, nor even just like as friends sending it back and forth to each other. We really haven't had the time to process. So this is a live processing, unedited, unfiltered. Yes. So. A couple days ago, it was definitely like the talk heard around the world for sure. This interview with Gwyneth Paltrow about her eating habits and her routine. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof, that's for sure. And I don't know where quite to start. Maybe visceral reaction? What is your visceral immediate reaction upon watching that like eight second clip before it was stitched by someone you love? Um, first of all, I saw the original stitch or I saw the original video and sent it to everybody. I was the one like frantically sending it late (laughs) night 
um, to all the dietitians that I am in network with on TikTok. But um, my eyes can't roll further back in my head when I see that woman. I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch things with that woman. <laughs> I just feel I don't I don't have positive feelings about it. So that's my initial reaction was like I'm like I'm not gonna like this. She ain't gonna say nothing redeeming at this point. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, and then uh, again as we move on, I have different feelings about it. But back to you, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think mine was. Um... I'm just annoyed by how unshocked I am at this point. Like, at least, at least throw us something different. At least, like, pull another candle out of your ass. Like, give me something. But it's a stone, and it's coming out of her vagina. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> like, I really just um, at this point, I'm not wild, shocked, or any of it. I'm just sort of like, great, we're still giving a platform to this person. They are absolutely massive in the quote unquote wellness world. Wellness is definitely a relative term in terms of this conversation I think I don't know I just sort of am like I'm already over it kind of like you right like I'm watching I'm like already not into this um I guess I'm I think a little bit about like she can't say anything different she is tied to this brand she is tied to she's this empire to the ivy she drip sure of is. She sure is. She is. And, and like, what do we expect? I, I guess the other part of me is like annoyed that I'm annoyed people defend her. I'm also annoyed that people are like, I can't believe she said that. It's like, no, she's, this is her. This is what she says. We should not be surprised. We should not be shocked. And we shouldn't be expecting her to say anything different at this point. Right. So for folks who don't want to like completely revisit it, um, GP is quite literally tethered to an IV drip and talking about the sheer lack of food that she consumes throughout the day, in addition to her other wellness practices, which sound like fairly like, mm, I would say moderate intensity exercise paired with um, sweating it out in a sauna. We don't know what uh, she's sweating out. Um, and really visually, again, you don't have to watch the video if you haven't watched it, but like visually she appears like dry, very, <laughs> very dry. It's like dry. another, it's like 12 levels above ashy, like, like truly like, not just like a little flaky here, there. It's like just a raisin. Yeah. A raisin. And, and I think, so when we go forward talking about more feelings about it, again, I don't have a ton of positive feelings about it. And additionally, it really, it, it deeply, deeply saddens me Yes, that there's this, like, there's such, there's so many layers to this because she's talking about this in the form of wellness and she looks unwell. Mm -hmm. um, and it's almost like she's cosplaying unwellness, if you will, because she's, she's on an IV. Right. And usually when people are on IVs, they need them. <laughs> right, right. She is actually showing all the signs of malnutrition that I was learned to diagnose on a physical exam in the hospital. Right, like the like the uh, deep. You mentioned this in your TikTok this week, which we should link in here about you know like the need to basically go back to plastics and fillers because of the obsession with thinness. Like you can just see that her face is gone. Her collarbones pulling through y'all those are signs of malnutrition in the hospital and yet we fantasize about them as body image goals so it is sort of strange this image of unwell 
clinical unwellness with this talk of like this is this is what you do right and and then it's it's like <laughs> it's, it's so far beyond that the circle has fully connected right like the <laughs> the, the pinnacle of wellness is being attached to an IV when what wellness is posed as is like keeping you out of the hospital and keeping yes. you well. Oh, amazing point. Right. Keeping so like, you free. You're literally tethered. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, it just makes me very, very, very sad. And then, yes, like I said in my TikTok, it is just this uh, hamster wheel to hell. And it's like you keep running, right? So once you get to the ultimate wellness, which right now and usually means thin, um, mm -hmm. then you don't look young for the most part. If you're not someone who is naturally already in that body type, and there, there are exceptions for that because there are people who are naturally like trim, thin, whatever you want to call it, who are not crash dieting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're not having that effect. <laughs> that's not the effect that's happening to them. And then... That would happen to someone like me. And then I would be like, oh, man, my now people are going to perceive me as old, which is what was happening in the comments. She looks awful. She looks terrible. And then it became like bashing her aesthetic, which, again, didn't make me feel good. Like, nope, nope. it didn't make me feel good. I, I said we said that she was ashy. We said that she looked dry. And and like that doesn't make me feel good either because it just goes to show you there is no winning like this isn't a game you win she has all the money and all the resources and all the wellness and she will still be picked apart again she's saying problematic things so like uh, I, how i feel about it but like there is no no one wins no one's gonna win <laughs> no no absolutely not and even the person who creates it is eaten alive by it um, and that and and naming like texture of skin, I do want to name like again clinical sign of someone being ill, <laughs> someone maybe not having what right, they need right. enough fat, enough uh, lubrication, enough all of that, right? Like enough hydration. Um, it does sort of it does point this very 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 important important moment I think to us in 2023 that no matter what you buy into you never quite achieve that Sisyphusian, like, top of the mountain. Like, it is you walking uphill, carrying the weight of wellness or health or whatever it is. For what? For you to be so stressed out of your mind? For you to have to afford this level of wellness? Like, this is someone who has, again, like you said, all the money in the world and is achieving what with it? A lot of people being mad about it, upset about it, calling her out for her appearance. Like, what good is it? What yeah, it, all just, of it? it just doesn't feel good. And so now we're going to use this clickbait moment to plug something that we think should be clickbait or not clickbait, but like something that we think you should click on, which is our friend Chrissy King's brand new book. Yes, um, please. And thank you. Please. <laughs> I'm going to hold it up. You. I'm going to hold please. it up. Um, Chrissy King recently came out with the Body Liberation Project. And this is exactly the antidote to what we're talking about right now because the idea of liberation and how liberated are you if you are willingly attaching yourself to an IV instead of eating food mm -hmm. not very so it's the idea of understanding racism diet culture privilege and really building freedom and liberation from that understanding and 
really stepping off the ride. Like, how can we step off the ride? And I'm really excited to read it. We're going to put the link so that people yes, can absolutely. get access you, to their own copy. You can find it um, in local bookstores, too, now, which is really great. So you can find That's it. That's so in, exciting. Yes. Physical, and I think an audio book is either out or coming out. Oh, um, my gosh. Does she read it? Cause yes. Oh, I'm pretty oh sure she's going to read amazing, it. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> There's nothing more special than hearing the author read her own words. So Yes. Uh, so I'm really, it, I think that this, like, I got this book this week it came out like it launched this week and it's so worth shining light onto in this time where we're still platforming people who are performing wellness that looks very very not great looks very sickly and very privileged and just like really gets us up in arms this is really feels like a good space to like land which is Chrissy King's book the body liberation project so again we will link all of that and i'm really excited too yes should yes. we have a book club Can i was just about to, to say i either want to do a book giveaway or a book club or both i feel like that really is the rest day's way um i know that your membership has a pretty hoppin book club so you come mm. from that energy i have a lot of clients who love to read so maybe we do I also want to name that Chrissy wrote this book during the pandemic. Yeah, I feel like I remember when the mm -hmm. book deal was signed and that was like all the pages, you know, having to be written into and kind of watching that journey for her. And so I think it is, it's not just a book that we're pulling out from like, oh, five years ago, pre-pandemic. Like this is relevant. This is relevant Super to now. Yes. today. And I think I'll share just one other note about this, which I tend to see in the comments, which is comments of like these different posts about wellness and such, which is it's not either or. I think people think it's either you're choosing this or you're choosing that. And I want you to come from a different angle, which is what is my body in need of right now? And what is my headspace in need of right now? What is my community in need of right now? And how that reframe really offers endless opportunity for you to take care of your body rather than there's this way or there's that way, right way, wrong way. Um, I think it's imperative that we name that. We aren't saying, you know, bad good but really like this is what you could have this is these are the potential numerous uh different opportunities that you can have with your body versus against it and that is again i think that's the rest day's way yes we yeah. always leave a little room for a little room for that and now we're going to talk about something that we've probably all experienced <laughs> yes you're yeah, alive yeah. today you have been kept alive because of stress. Stress is sort of needed for you to survive. Um, I don't or... feel like I need any more, though. No. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. No, thank you. I can leave the rest on my plate uh, for sure. I've had some <laughs> mega doses, and now I'm just going to, like, I'll just, I'll be fine. Yeah? No more fight or flight for me. No, and I also don't want fawn or freeze. I'm pretty done on all four. <laughs> I am baby cat's, baby cat's a fawner. Baby oh, cat's a fawner. Is she? Yeah, totally. Oh. <laughs> Love it. That's how she weaseled her way into our home. But <laughs> anyway, what is stress? What does that look like? And really, how does it manifest when we're talking about exercise and we're talking about nutrition, feeding ourselves? Maria, what's your experience with stress? Let's talk about it. Do you really want me to talk about it? Just, yeah, just like a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, my <laughs> Gosh, because she was stressed of me answering the or asking that question. Like it's officially already. So now, how are you feeling right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. A... 
<laughs> yeah, y'all had to take a minute to just double check because I have a very turbulent dance of a relationship with stress. And I say dance because it does look very well coordinated, choreographed. Um, wow, how is she doing it all? She's not. She's crumbling. She's doing everything at 45% and she's hating every minute of it. That is mm -hmm. my experience with stress. And it started with, I remember third grade being the first time in my life I identified with being a perfectionist. And it involved a diorama project. We don't have to get into it, but that's where it started. And I have spent a lot of time in therapy, a lot of time journaling, processing, identifying that I associate, I, I basically am the person putting stress on myself. I, oh, I am, a, I will induce stress for some level of purpose, either to give, give, give to others, to uh, seemingly do a really great job, but I'm really not taking care of myself. And that really led to me completely changing my life uh, in 2016 when I abruptly and in the middle of the school year left my teaching position. It was not really teaching. It was instructional coaching and admin. So like learning to be an assistant principal. And stress had had such a profound physical effect on my body in ways like extreme itching or uh stomach intolerance, like food intolerances mm, mm. or hair falling out. My skin was a mess. Um, I experienced stress for probably at such an extreme level for maybe four or five years in my first, you know, career that my body said, nope, no thanks. And I have been paying penance for that ever since. So I'd say from 2016 to now, my relationship with stress is it's a necessary evil and I am working tirelessly to give back to my body and, and give it, give it the credit it is it deserves because I never really did that, uh, in my early twenties. So stress is, um, stress is interesting. Um, it, it's a, plays a big part of my life, but I try not to make it the main character. Absolutely. I think I identify with several of the things that you said. Number one being like, you're using it to like give, give, give to others. I am a person who uses stress as jet fuel, so, mm -hmm. like, I, I'm almost, like, an immovable object until I have enough of it to move me, right? Yes, so that's yes, part, yes, of, yes. part of my relationship with stress is that I am using it. Like, I'm using it as a tool to manipulate myself into doing things, um, which is something I've been trying to tease out and be like, can we, you know, can, like, can I set myself up better for future version of me instead of waiting till the final hour and doing the diorama mm -hmm, project mm -hmm. and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. But knowing that it's still going to be better than other people's like, that's, that's the like edge, right? Like the stress yes, gives you yes. this edge. Um, it's a little bit American psycho. Like I don't like, that. so <laughs> there's sweet, that aspect. Sweet, but she's psycho. Play yeah. The song. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I don't, I don't want to use that anymore. And I think that stress is also, Stress can be a little bit tied to the idea of busyness as well, mm -hmm. which I think is like a cultural thing. Um, oh, I'm so stressed. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. I'm so busy. I'm so, and, and like we almost like glorify the idea of being stressed and busy. And then additionally, yeah, of course, like, you know, the dumpster fire <laughs> that is happening yes. around us all the time. <laughs> Just that that roaring fire of stress that's <laughs> happening all the time that we are all trying to manage in our own ways and really looking for 
looking for ways to manage that, whether it's considered healthy or not, which I think mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. going to get into a little bit here when we talk about stress and exercise and stress and nutrition. But what what is healthy? What's what's not healthy? And how do we really like manage our stress? Around yeah. That? Yeah. I think hopefully when we when y'all hear this, you kind of uh, can see yourselves in it and know that there's no again, no right or wrong way. But man, what is your definition of health? And how are you navigating stress so that you can at least achieve some semblance of that definition? <laughs> yes. So we're going to share this in terms of nutrition and fitness today. Yeah, that's sort of mm-hmm. our plan. So Know that there's many other elements that we could talk about, but we'd be here for hours. Um, These are our wellness spaces. These are our health spaces. We try to stay in our lanes a little bit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So while there may be some moments where you're like, oh, what about this? Like, just come for the ride with us and let's see uh, what we can at least apply from this fitness and nutrition angle. Relax. Decreasing stress. We're not going to figure it all out in this one episode is what I'm saying. We're not. So, Lauren... Do you want to start us off? Yeah. Okay, amazing. Um, So when I think about the ideas of like stress and um, like somebody's little diagram that they post on social media, like exercise is often posed as like um, something to do to Mm -hmm. navigate and handle your stress, which I love because it definitely is for me. And it's like exercise is not my therapy. (laughs) No, it is not. We don't want to like equate those two things. Um, It can be used as a tool, but not like that. So I first want to address the idea of using exercise as a tool for stress. I think it can be really wonderful, especially for the anxious people out there who already have a little bit of the like chihuahua syndrome that I have where like I'm already like, (laughs) like ready to go. So I might as well jump around in something that's planned for 30 minutes and get some of that energy Mm -hmm. out. And then be able to move on to my next task with some of those feel-good endorphins rather than the feel-bad endorphins of just grinding my teeth. Um, So I think that in that way, exercise can be wonderful for stress. It could be like a planned stress that you expose yourself to and then you get back from it some endorphins, a little bit of embodiment, like you're in your body, you're moving. Maybe your body feels a little bit better. It can also have like actual health impacts on you, of course, health. But it's been shown, exercise has been shown to improve people's immune systems, people's cardiovascular, obviously, if you're, if you're, if you're breathing during your workout. That's right. And um, <laughs> people tend to, but I'm just saying some people might not. Um, if you're breathing during your workout and also your digestion. So this one made me laugh a little bit because... I, what happens when people are stressed? You said your digestive system was Mm -hmm. not good. Exercise can help with that, whether it's a high impact exercise or a low impact exercise, you could still get the benefits of helping your digestive system. So that might be something that you do to handle your stressed out stomach. Now, sometimes like you're like, I'm not about to go jump around with my stomach, but Exercise could be beneficial for that. So I love the idea of potentially using this as a stress reliever. I just don't want to hold it up as like the only tool in the toolkit, like the yes. only the only knife in the knife. The block. only knife in the like, knife block. <laughs> it can't it can't be that. Um, and nope. that's my that's my first 
take on exercise and stress. How do you feel about that? Do you identify with any of that, Maria? Oh, completely, (laughs) completely. I have really been thinking about this idea of, I I heard it on a run, a guided run this week, that sometimes we feel like we're running on empty, um, but sometimes we're running too full. And exercise has allowed me to empty a little bit of what's in my headspace. Sometimes I feel like I'm carrying this luggage around and I open the luggage and there's nothing in it. I just feel like I have to carry something. I got to carry all my troubles with me. Can't leave without my bag. There's nothing in the bag. (laughs) I do that in real life. Like I have a fanny pack with like one thing in it. (laughs) My chapstick. Correct. Correct. Yes. So, I mean, let's be honest. I have seven lipsticks, but I one for every day. So I find that exercise as a thing I get to do with my body versus a thing I have to do for my body is how I've been able to access that. I work with a lot of people who struggle with seeing exercise as a stressful thing, having to get ready for it, having to be in front of people, having to do movements that maybe they don't feel so good at. Whereas when we can get to a point where we leave our baggage to the side and we dedicate just intentional moments in our body. For me, it feels like coming home to myself. And I, just like you, mm-hmm. I could jump around. I could just hang on the rig at the gym. I could go for a walk, a run. I could jump rope. I could do anything. And that little bit of an endorphin kick is like, who? I'd rather ride that energy than that squirrely chihuahua energy you mentioned, which I will also live in that space. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather be on that situation of like, these are happy hormones versus the ones of dread that I like if I don't get it done the world is ending so yeah I uh, fully align with that and I appreciate you naming that it's not therapy however it can feel therapeutic as a yes yes I also just because we for once agree on our like uh, (laughs) right our teeth grindy like excited squirrel vibes I want to name the other side of that is like feeling like you can't get out of bed and Uh you can't get anything done and so if you're more on that side of the spectrum, a little bit of movement can also help with that, that kind of stress, like that shutdown stress when you're just like, I'm so stuck. I can't do anything. Maybe that's when you take a five minute time to do a little walk yeah. or you come down to the floor and you practice your breath. I think also when we think about exercise, we think about um, things that are often a little bit more intense. But what you said is that it can be intentional. It does not need to be intense to get the benefits of cardiovascular. Like, again, I said that. If you're breathing, that's happening. So being intentional with your breath and taking five minutes to maybe do a few stretches and breathe can help you also move out of those spaces of intense stretch or stress, stretch and stress. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to name that for the folks who are like, I don't have the chihuahua energy I have like the no energy dark room Mm -hmm. like can't get up yes yes and and my when I experienced a lot of stress and had to leave my job I was in a dark room laying in bed I really didn't want to do anything I was in a really deep state I went from extreme anxiety to like full depression and having Mm -hmm. a doctor explain to me that that was a thing that like you can be anxious for months like it it elicits such a state of depression. It doesn't mean that you just run like a chihuahua the rest of your life. And I find that it was where I really started, um, this is sort of lame, but I started thinking about inertia. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. An object in motion tends to stay in motion unless an equal and opposite force acts upon it. And I started to think sometimes I do feel like the ball that doesn't want to move 
what is going to be the force that gets me up and sometimes it's a fun pair of shoes or socks or like a bandana I'm going to wear on my head for my walk like something to encourage me sometimes it's just... the fact that you have to take your dog outside <laughs> yes or like you have been holding your pee for 30 minutes <laughs> it's right. time to go you might as well take it somewhere um so I I think it's so important to identify that sometimes you can be both chihuahua and just like you know, kind of like sleepy, sleepy girl goyle in the bed. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Are we going to talk about nutrition now? We are. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have kind of segmented my parts to be the doing of nutrition and then the action of nutrition in your body, uh, which we can ping pong back and forth. But let's just talk about doing nutrition. When you're stressed, <laughs> doing nutrition, like doing food is really hard. Um, mm -hmm. I follow someone on Instagram, um, who writes a lot of beautiful, like inspirational things. And she posted this story. Like I find it wildly offensive that I have to eat three times a day. Like this is offensive. Yeah. So I know that no matter how calm, cool, collected you are, nutrition can feel like, what do you mean I have to do that? There's no way I can't just delegate that to somebody else to take care of. So I want to acknowledge that when you're feeling stressed, Nutrition feels like it's the thing that you can't prioritize or you don't want to prioritize. And that is often because we have expectations and standards for nutrition. And if we feel like we can't meet them, we're doing it wrong. So nutrition can feel super hard to do. And I mean nutrition from every angle, writing a list, looking what's in your pantry to see what you need at the grocery store, going to the grocery store. I'm going to reel it back, driving through a grocery store parking lot. The idea of doing a grocery delivery and thinking, well, what if they don't have all the things I ordered and it's all swaps and I don't have anything I need and now this is even more stressful. It could be prepping the food, making the time to eat, and then just chewing. Chewing for a lot of folks when they're really stressed is like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time mm -hmm. to eat. And so nutrition as a concept, as an action um, on the outside of your body can feel overwhelmingly difficult when you are stressed. And on a more like Maslow's hierarchy of needs level, if you don't have access, money, safety, security, you, you might be stressed about when you can eat next. When can you mm -hmm. afford to go grocery shopping so that your bank account doesn't go into the negative? Or when are you waiting for funding to come through? Um, when is the bus available? We talked about that last week with Lauren Bell. Like, do you want to be experiencing all of that stress of taking your kids on the bus to the grocery store, carrying all those groceries back and forth? Probably not. So there's an element of your life presenting more stressors that makes nutrition hard to do. So I think naming that is important because like Lauren, there is a world of the nutrition space where nutrition is medicine. Food is medicine. Mm. My, my smoothie is my therapy, right? Like this like sort of like juicing life and y'all it's just, it's not that way. I mean, exercise is therapy. Food is therapy. No, thank you. Like those are great practices that support your stress and support your life. Because if you do have food available and habits around it and groceries and all that good stuff, you might be less stressed. However, there is sometimes stress that prevents us from even doing the things, whether we have access or not. You could have all the access in the world and hitting DoorDash is so much easier than preparing something for, for yourself in your own kitchen due to what you're experiencing. Um, the last thing I'll say is that for our friends with any neurodivergencies, you know, we are operating in a world where it's catered to folks who are, you know, 
kind of more neurotypical, it can be really overwhelming to think about all you have to do in your workday, and then you've got to feed yourself, and you got to make sure your medication is starting and stopping at time so that you actually have the hunger. So I also want to... Or you the- take your medication with food, but you can't bring yes. yourself to eat. <laughs> oh, right, right. So I also want to name that depending on your brain chemistry... You might experience even more stress around nutrition if you're experiencing depression, anxiety, you're experiencing any level of trauma or PTSD trigger. Um, That affects the how, right? The doing of nutrition. I'll talk about the breakdown of nutrients and stuff in a little bit, but I want to name those things about stress uh, and nutrition because I think that is so relevant to so many of us. Yeah. I mean, you named like, you're acting like this and you're treating this as step one. And it's definitely like, it's totally step, it's totally step one, even though there's like a thousand steps under it. But I'm, I'm laughing because I had a full blown temper tantrum the other day (laughs) when it came to like eating food. Like I, 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 I I threw a fit. Like I was like, I look like I, I bite. Um, I look There's like a person chihuahua. who bites. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I i mean, you were saying that, but it got to the point where um, decision, decision fatigue had, like, taken me so far that even though we started mm-hmm. planning ahead of time what we were going to eat and we're like, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to pick up food tonight. And you would think that that would, like the privilege that we have to be able to pick up food and like, I don't have to cook now. It's relieving some stress, but like picking the food Mm -hmm. was becoming an issue. And also I was experiencing stress from like several other things. So I ended up having like a full blown, I will really like, I'm naming this for myself, but like rabid breakdown in the kitchen, like throwing things into the air fryer and and crying about the things that I'm throwing in the air fryer. And then we ended up getting, we ended up getting Panera. And you know why that sounds so wild? Because I needed, you said chewing. I needed something soft enough for me to eat when I (laughs) was in this state. So I got like a little thing of mac and cheese from there. But like, that's exactly what happened. Like it was like a complete system breakdown and overload. And I was like, I need food. That's not so much chewing. And Scott's like, okay, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Goodbye. Like, I'm going to go get it. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) Be be careful. See you soon. (laughs) He's, he's leaving and he's telling you to be careful. (laughs) He's he's like, okay, I'm going to be back soon. And he FaceTimed me when he got there and he's like, I'm going to come back now that we got the mac and cheese. He probably would have gone to another one if they didn't have it. Um, but like, that's what it feels like for me. So if, if like, I'm doing nutrition all the time and I feel like 90% of the time I'm doing it big because like I'm uh, cooking and I yes, have a plan yes. and it, it feels so good to do it. And then if things just shift a little bit, that can completely like throw my game off and then it becomes again an adult temper tantrum yep. in the kitchen. Yep. And those adult temper tantrums are made worse by your stress hormones taking over. Right, so because you're hungry, and um, that's such it's perfect lead up for where I'll take it later. But 
I think acknowledge that some of us really don't make a move about food until we're in the temper tantrum space. And then it becomes the reward. I got to eat after I acted that way. Now you, of course, intentionally never want to feel that way, but it does start to create patterns, right? It creates patterns of, I will wait and wait and wait until I'm at a one out of 10, you know, on the hunger fullness scale here of like extreme ravenous hunger. Um, not a fun habit to have. And that habit, no. here's the irony. We get there because we're stressed and then that habit keeps us stressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, it's definitely a vicious cycle, but I, I thought that it would be funny to talk about that because it literally <laughs> happened this week. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. it's real. Well, thanks for sharing it. I hate knowing you had that moment. That, that makes me sad. For it's you. fine. It's, it's, it's going to be all right. Um, <laughs> Only y'all can see her eyeballs. <laughs> it's okay, everyone. I'm fine. That's me after three bites of the mac and cheese. I may have overreacted. <laughs> or a throwback to Scott. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's good. It's okay. I like it. So take, it, take us back to take us back to fitness. I mean, you said that exercise could be a stress relief. Uh, not totally, uh, therapy, right. But like, where, where can we go from that? Well, that's baseline. So like, where do we go from here? Yeah. So I think you talked about it a little bit when you're talking about working with people who exercise, like exercise is stressful for them for one reason or another. Maybe they're in like that diet mentality where their exercise has to look like X, Y, and Z to count, which we can have, we could have a whole podcast just on counting. Like that could be the name of the podcast, um, (laughs) counting and we can talk about it. Um, but to count. And so that could be stressful, right? Because you're like, I don't have enough time to do my 30 minute exercise. And if I can't do that, then I'm going to do nothing at all. Um, or like you get into it and you're trying to go hard because you only have 25 of the 30 minutes and that puts you at risk for injury. Um, so I want to name that like exercise can be stressful that way and you can stress yourself out by saying you need to do a certain amount of exercise certain amount of days of exercise so that becomes like exercise becoming a doing stress like you just talked Mm -hmm. about doing nutrition this is exercise as a doing stress and then there's exercise as a literal stress on your body um yeah yeah we talked about the the re rewiring some of that like chihuahua energy or the dark room energy into like exercise and that can help with some of the hormones that you have going on the stress hormones you have but for some people it can the the wires can get crossed mm-hmm. and it can all become a stress so there's the idea of like burnout almost like athletic burnout um from like exercising like an over exercising stress on your body sure and that can be from too much exercise but it could also be from those other environmental factors where you're like well I haven't been like I'm not like training for a marathon which again we always throw that out there as like the the pinnacle of training (laughs) because it seems like it does seem like that would stress me the hell out, but um, like, it's not, it, we, we don't think of it as intense, but intensity has nothing to do with how your body is like interpreting these things. Mm. Um, and I, that's really, really, really important to name for like normal people. I want to, cause it can happen to you. <laughs> like it can happen for real. 
Can you be more specific about that? Because I always just assumed it, I, if I'm feeling stressed, I'll do a less intense workout. But I think what I'm hearing you say is sometimes that's just like no a workout. way. No workout is probably what is needed, huh? Right. So there are a couple things playing into that and they're very unique to the individual. But what I'm talking about is like what we were talking about, the hierarchy of needs. And if you're in a place where you're really like burning at both ends and you choose to prioritize exercise over and over again, your body is not going to be able to like reinterpret those hormones in the way that yeah. it was oh, before. Oh, sure. Sure. So it just sees it as like more dangerous. So now it's stress. just going to be, yes, yes. So then it's just going to be like, oh, we running? Yeah, we're still running. Yep, yeah, mm -hmm, we're running. Like, it's not going to, you're not going to get the effect that you maybe did before or, oh, wow. or are looking for through exercise. So that is one element. And then I do want to throw in like another, another health element or like, uh, an exercise what well, you called it doing what's the next step <laughs> the ins and outs but yeah ins and outs there sure. are there are people who are experiencing like during or after exercise like a post exercise syndrome and that has definitely been on the rise for folks who are experiencing long covid it's also very commonly associated with people who have chronic fatigue so Post-exercise syndrome is what it sounds like, <laughs> like, or yeah, malaise, post-exercise malaise, but, okay. um, is what it sounds like. Like after you exercise 12 to 48 hour window after everything is worse. Um, so everything is worse. Ooh. Like all of your symptoms become intensified. It's basically like putting your body into a flare. Um, and so, oh, wow. It, it's the, it's, it's, that's why those like exercise, everyone should do it. It's a stress relief. It's like, no, some people are, it's, it's putting them into bed. Like it's putting them down. Like it is not good for them. And so I think that that is really important to address because that can happen at any time to people. And I want to name that if exercise was a thing that used to be used as a stress relief or has been suggested to you as something to relieve your stress, there are actual physiological things that can happen to your body during exercise that would cause more stress for you. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, it's a tool. It doesn't mean, you know, like you're not going to paint your walls with like a hammer, like don't do that. So it might not be the correct tool for you at the moment. And it's really important to name that for people who are thinking of navigating that space. Wow. I'm so glad you shared that. It, it makes me think a lot about um, that concept of body grief, which I've learned so much from Jane, Jane Mattingly, um, that you might have had something that served your body or worked for you. And as your body changes or experiences things, maybe you experience a chronic illness or an autoimmune disease, like that tool might not serve you anymore. And man, that can be really hard when we tie it to weight loss too, right? Like, well, Orange Theory was how I kept my body. I should go back to Orange Theory. Uh -huh. But Orange Theory yeah. could be the thing that flares up your hormonal acne or flares up your IBS or uh, maybe some other symptoms related to a chronic illness. So gosh, I'm so glad you, um, you delivered that information for us because that is not something that's talked about very much. Not at all. And I have actually talked to a lot of folks who I work with about this, 
who maybe are not experiencing the post-exercise malaise, but I do have folks who have had that as well, but who are experiencing uh, things like POTS. So during exercise, mm -hmm. too many level changes, they might quite literally drop their head in, in one direction that it shouldn't be going in and all of a sudden they got the spins. Um, yeah. So I think it's so, so important to say that even when exercise can be a stress relieving activity for me, it does not make that a stress relieving activity for everyone and it could add to the stress in your life. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Whew. Whew. Um, shall I tell you about the ins and outs of the body? The ins and outs, yes. The ins and outs, um, I, maybe it's the chemicals, what we call it, chemical section, of nutrition yeah. and stress. So, uh, similarly, basically the theme here between Lauren and I is not going the way you plan, not going the way you expect it to. And so let me kind of walk you through a scenario that a lot of people go through, which is they like running on stress. They like the fire under their ass, waking up with a little bit of an eye twitch, sleeping mm. four to six hours, stayed up scrolling, woke up kind of not feeling rested. They are not who they are. I am, I am a monster without my coffee. I need my cold brew. I am being mimicking of it because that used to be me walking to Good Karma Cafe in Philadelphia. I had three in walking distance, which was too many, three too many. And I would drink jet fuel cold brew before I ate anything, even though I knew nutritionally that wasn't helpful. But I created this sort of identity that here I am on day six of not washing my hair. I'm going to go to the gym. It's my stress relief. And I was mm, a disaster. And internally, what's so interesting is I used to struggle with being extremely hungry and just like not being able to catch my hunger. I used to feel like I'd go through spells of my hair not being very like luscious or my skin kind of getting dry or broken out. What stress does on the body that I find very interesting is it depletes your nutrients. So let's kind of do a quick 101. Hormones are made of, you know, made from fat, which thank God we have body fat for that. And they are regulated by proteins. And proteins, broken up into amino acids, spread throughout the body and help the hormones do what they need to do. So if you're waking up in the morning and having coffee, you're intercepting that cortisol, you're not really preventing it from rising, it's going to keep rising, but it kind of tells your body, you're not tired, you had caffeine, it's telling you mentally that you're not tired. And now all of the systems that need to run, that are running, you know, via hormones, aren't really able to act functionally because they don't have the nutrition they need. So let's say you get sick or you're experiencing a lot of stress in your life from school or work or whatnot. Your body's working harder to do its daily activities, its daily metabolic, you know, tens of thousands of activities, pathways. And it uses magnesium. It uses calcium. It uses manganese. It uses selenium. It uses all of these tiny, tiny, tiny minerals, vitamins that you have to get from food. And so if we never truly make space for regular nutrition, our bodies are running at its, you know, kind of like least efficient way. Our bodies They're are just making it work. It's just making it work. And so in addition to metabolic adaptation from not eating enough, so body is learning to work with less. It's making choices. 
Like maybe your nails don't grow as fast, or maybe you don't get your period the way that you used to, or maybe you are noticing your skin is not healing the way it used to, or your mm-hmm. stomach is so uncomfortable after eating certain foods because, spoiler alert, you're not eating enough protein for those pro- transport proteins to help the food get to where it needs to go in the body. And like so many things happen simply because we haven't repleted We haven't given back to our body after periods of stress. We've actually created habits of running on that cortisol high, running on it. And it kind of does feel like a, a bit manic and also a bit of a thrill. Like having done that for so many years, it kind of mm-hmm. feels like I am queen of the universe. Here I go. It's very triumphant, sort of like you're always on a mission and you're never resting. And we don't really entertain that rest, digest element of our nervous system that needs to happen. So we literally absorb less nutrients when our bodies are stressed. We aren't able to do the things we could do, like recover from movement, or even just like get adequate like energy from food because of that right. stress. So the last thing I'll say is in addition to this affecting your digestion and your ability to access the nutrients you're eating, the most interesting thing to me about all of this is a study. A study that happened um, particularly related to people who are stressed about food and there was uh, a control group who got, um, well, I guess I should say both groups got the same food mm-hmm. what, and mm-hmm. it was like some sort of smoothie. One group was told this is an antioxidant rich, wellness boosting, healthy smoothie. It is so good for you. The other group was told and educated about like, this is what nutrition should be, but you're going to drink this like milkshakey type, you know, bad for you. It's a candy. It's like decadent. Like this has, you know, it's loaded with sugar or whatever it was, whatever verbiage they told them. The group that thought that they were getting this healthy, enriching product absorbed more nutrients via, and they tested this via labs to be able to see like who, you know, what did they take in? What happened to their, their blood levels? Then the other group, the other group absorbed less. It was the same food. Mm-hmm. But even thinking that your food is not nourishing repeatedly over time and kind of telling yourself, this isn't good, this isn't good, this isn't good, how you talk to your body elicits stress. Maybe it, maybe it's tiny, but that uh, over three decades of dieting stack and up. good and they bad stack foods, up. they stack up. So that's not to say you're going to walk yourself into an iron deficiency because you worried. I am not saying that. What I am saying is we don't even really know how good we could feel in our bodies because we have become very accustomed to that. I wake up in the morning feeling a little agitated. I need my coffee and then I'm all better now. And we kind Mm. of go, go, go as long as we can without food. Then we have that big meal, big kick of the blood sugar. And then it comes right back down. Like, like you just kind of think about, man, that is not an efficient, that's not an efficient system. And we are expecting ourselves to work ourselves to the bone. What? The Mm. irony, the irony of things is that if we rested more, took more time to eat carefully, slowly, enjoyably, without stress, which is a privilege, we might actually get more done. That's not the win here. But just to think you might actually be in the long term more effective and productive with whatever you want to do with your life. 
Yeah, and just more satisfied. Like, Ugh. just more satisfaction yes. because you're not in that, like, hype mode. I have, like, a few things to say about what you said. You started off, you were naming all those things. I was like, are we on an episode of the Magic School Bus? I was having so much fun. And then, <laughs> and then you were, like, talking about that, like, running on, like, it's 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 almost like, I don't want to say it's endorphins. It probably is a little endorphins, but also, like, that, that hype of, like... I've barely had anything today and look at how efficient I'm being. Like I can run on almost nothing. Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. like, um, it's a little brainwashy. It and is. so I, I want to name that that feeling comes up when we're talking about that. And additionally with how we talk about food. So I think there's also been studies about people who pray over their food. Really? Um, Oh, I think I, and, I think I know this, but tell me what you remember. I, don't remember. I, I mean, I mean, along the same lines of the absorption, oh, like people yes, who yes, yes, yes. like mm -hmm. pray or like whatever before they eat, and along with the absorption, like How everything special. for the good of my body. Um, but like the idea that a lot of us are eating convenience food because it's necessary, and the marketing and uh, and conversations that we hear around convenience food impacting the way that we're able to digest and absorb sure what all the nutrients that do exist in convenience food mm -hmm. but like we're so guilty about it that oh yeah I just ate like whatever and you know how people talk about the things that they eat and like they say bad or good or whatever that kind of language impacting your ability to actually get what you yes, need out of the absolutely. out of the bad or good thing that you've eaten <laughs> Wow. Wow. Stressful. It's well, I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, I hope this episode's not too stressful to listen to. <laughs> no, treat it like treat this episode honestly, like get on the magic school bus, treat it like that, and and like just be curious about it because I think so many of us have picked up these habits and ideas again around movement being therapy, around around nutrition and food being medicine and we've heard it over and over and over again and then we get so picky and so particular about the way that we do it that we end up like spiraling right yeah totally totally what mm. a bummer. there's so many well, good ways <laughs> it is a bummer and i'm i am begging you to turn this bus around <laughs> can you share some positives eat, what eat. <laughs> yes yes actually Get in, kids. Uh, the little iguana's here. But <laughs> here to save the day. No, I, I think what this episode is leaving me with is what we started with, is that there is no one right way because we're all reacting differently to these things. So that should feel like a dropping of your shoulders moment because you have options. You have yeah. so many options. And... And again, options are a privilege and we have options for how we talk about the things that we eat. We have options mm -hmm. for how we talk about moving our body and treating our body, whether it's a, oh, I have to go to the gym. I can't miss it again. Or, you know what? I really don't think that the gym is like in the cards for me today. I might just like loop the block yep. while yep. I'm on my phone. <laughs> um, and so I think that the idea that there is no one right way to stack these together and there is no one right way and wrong way to relieve stress, throwing it back to like the gremlin 
situation. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you're going to be a gremlin and you're going to get to the point where your stress relief and your anxiety relief is going to look from the outside like it's not going to be that girl. Right. People are going to be like, hmm. And that's okay. It is. (laughs) It is okay. We're doing what we need to do to survive. And I think that when we know that we have flexibility in those things, it can be so much more fun. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's choice and flexibility that make something like movement or nutrition actually supportive of your stress. Right. It actually supports you when times are hard. Like, having food planned, having a meal planned or having a date night plan or a friend night plan where you're going to go get something to eat, having money, you know, that you save for an emergency when you have a bad night of the week or a rough night of work. So you can order like trusting that when your body is asking for comfort foods, it's because it knows right now it just needs energy to deal with the stress and that you can always grab a convenient smoothie or a piece of fruit, and you will replete your vitamins and minerals when you're ready. Like, I don't want anyone to leave thinking, oh my God, when I'm stressed, I need to eat salads. We just said, like, chewing can be hard. Give yourself the flexibility and the options to know. You said smoothie, I said frosty, you know? Like, yes, I don't know. Yes, exactly. Again, the wires are getting yes. crossed. <laughs> Whatever it might be. I say that because I have a friend going through a really hard time emotionally, and she said, I've only wanted bread and pizza all week. And I said, well, that's Mm. because your body's spending a lot of energy to grieve right now, and it is okay. It's okay. You're going to have some salad in your life again. You'll have a smoothie one day. And she ended up, you know, having a vegetable or something at a meal, and she's like, oh, it happened. I was like, it happened because you're not stressing about it. So Yeah. Yeah. Allowing your body to be supplied with what it needs, if that means adequate rest and bailing out mm. on your exercise class or grabbing bread because bread is delicious. Um, hopefully, yes. you know, if you can, you can get gluten free if you cannot eat gluten, but anyway, grab yes. the bread. Um, <laughs> but I really, I really do like, I think that it's so important to remember that stress is going to happen and you're not a failure for getting stressed and you also don't need to be stressed for the sake of other people. So yes. if you're not feeling stressed, you ain't got a lie to kick it, friend. That's you right. Can, you can That's lay right. back and relax. <laughs> you do not have to wear other people's anxiety for them. Let them handle it. <laughs> Leave your empty bag with your one chapstick <laughs> at home. <laughs> oh man. Well, that that's a wrap on. <laughs> um, I think this is one of one of the most important episodes that combined with a clickbait, right? That clickbait with Gwen Paltrow could have really elicited feelings of stress, like you're not doing enough. And stressed it, me out. It does. It stressed me out to read all those comments, which I shouldn't be doing. That's gremlin behavior. Um, I do want you to also leave today knowing, you know, that you like Lauren said, there's options. You have choices. There, you can be flexible with yourself to find that level of okay stress, moderated stress, and move and eat as you need to and rest and opt for that comfort when, when needed or when Yay! wanted. Mm-hmm. When wanted. When wanted. Yeah. Order that $25 cookie. Yes. Anyway, we love you so much. We love you too. We'll be on a little break. And then we'll be back with more guests um, and more hot takes. Yes, we cannot wait to see you or hear you or be heard by you soon. Thanks so much for your support, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.